0: Welcome to Enchanting Aspects.
1: Welcome to Enchanting Aspects, episode two.
0: (laughs) Amy just turned into a robot for like two seconds.
1: Yeah, it happens.
0: Sometimes you just turn into a robot, like...
1: (coughs) Whoa, Mars, what just happened?
0: Oh, sorry. Sorry, my lungs just metallified.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, when your lungs turn metal, they sound like (sighs) monotone robot.
0: Yeah, are uh, we ready to start the podcast?
1: So we we dropped the ball, and we pick up the pieces, and we're looking at them.
0: That's that's what it is. There's lore to this podcast, you know.
1: <laughs> if you don't know what this podcast is, we look at stuff we like, but only parts of the stuff, and that's about it.
0: Yeah, each week Amy brings a thing, and I also bring a thing. That's a little thing, a small thing about Media. Media media and now we're gonna talk about him.
1: it's my turn
0: it's amy's turn this week Woo! and also will be my turn this week later <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: this is how the show works this is what the show is amy this is the show we're in the show
1: fuck i'm in the show
0: you're I, in the show
1: my thing Okay, so first, let me let me start off by saying that my things, like, this month, or at least until Animal Crossing comes out, they're gonna have sort of the same theme, same aesthetic of, like, nature-y, like, loving the, loving the aesthetic of just everything's pretty and nice and, like, nothing's wrong and... Well, not nothing's wrong, but, like, <laughs> you know that aesthetic! You know that Animal Crossing aesthetic, like...
0: That's- well, yeah, nothing's wrong in Animal Crossing, <laughs> outside of Animal Crossing.
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, with that in mind, my thing this week is the metaphor in Kiki's delivery service.
0: Hell yes.
1: What do you mean the metaphor, Amy? I'm glad you asked, Mars. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think... I. I don't know if we've talked about this, but I feel like I already know the metaphor. I feel
1: like everybody already knows the metaphor. And, like, there have been a shit ton of videos on YouTube that have talked about this. So it's not like I'm the first person to say, hey, this is a metaphor. Um, but I, it's just one of the things I really like about this movie. And so I'm going to talk about it. And you're going to deal with it. Oh. Anyways. Uh.
0: You, got, you got just a little excited. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um. Okay. So first off, if you don't know what I'm talking about, watch the movie. Next, if you've watched the movie and you still don't know what I'm talking about, then the metaphor is um, Parway in the movie. Yeah, I'm gonna there. Okay, I have to give up spoilers of the movie. Um. So if you haven't seen it yet, you really should go watch it. It's, you really should watch. It's from fucking 1989. So if you haven't seen it by now, like, come on, get with the program. Look.
0: Kiki's delivery service is essential to... I mean, it's essential to the queer experience, first off. Oh, hell yeah. And it's also just essential to the human experience.
1: Shout out to Ursula for being hella gay.
0: Shout out to Ursula. Her name is Ursula.
1: Yeah. Like, (laughs) how is that not a gay name? Uh, So the movie, like, Kiki... I'm just going to explain it in case you forgot. The movie Kiki is a witch and she's moving to a new town because all new witches have to find she's their own town. She's a very town. young
0: witch. Yeah. She's a very young witch.
1: Yeah, she's like 12 or something. Um, And so all new witches have to leave their home to find their own town because each town has like a designated witch. So she finds hers, and her only skill that, she has as a witch is flying that's like her only skill that she has she can't do any magic she she can't make potions she can fly and so she uses that skill to become kiki's delivery service where she flies around and delivers packages and thank god amazon didn't exist in 1989 (laughs) oh my
0: god kiki would not
1: have a job um but where was that yeah so she becomes kiki's delivery service and fucking love that aesthetic, but I'm not here to talk about the aesthetic. I'm talking about it, the metaphor. So, partway in the movie, she becomes friends with Tombo, and Tombo wants her to um, make friends with his friends. But she is very she's not good at making friends, uh, so she's very intimidated. And at this point in the movie, she feels left out and alone and scared.
0: And, and also, his friends are like people who yell at women in a car.
1: That's true. And that was, yeah, that was pretty. I would be freaked out too.
0: I would be too. Look, I, I, if if I just am walking down the street, minding my own business, running away from a cop, <laughs> and these rowdy boys in a busted ass car come hooting and hollering down the street at me.
1: Yeah, if Griffin Malcaroy yelled at you in a car what would you do
0: i'd be like griffin McElroy. get a young griffin McElroy. get away from young me
1: griffin McElroy with a fucking yellow jacket tied around his shoulders like a fucking white boy supreme get out of here
0: <laughs> white boys that's that's what i order at subway <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'd like a white boy supreme uh white bread mayonnaise turkey okay real talk though that's what i order at subway excluding the white boy (laughs) part not white bread though i get the wheat bread because i'm healthy (laughs) Um,
0: oh a real a real spicy (laughs) lash. give me the spicy lash. yeah
1: i'm I'm, I'm ready for a spicy sandwich today can i get the wheat bread with that
0: grain on it yeah that's good spicy grain gonna
1: want some milk with that
0: I've got my big pants on and I'm eating wheat.
1: Oh, my mom's home. Which means they're gonna bark a lot. <laughs> so this is the intermission.
0: <laughs> Mars rap! Okay, here's a story all about how my life puts so it upside down. Sit right there, I'm gonna tell you how I became the Prince of air Da 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 da. This is not how the song goes. Da 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 da.
1: Okay, I think it's good enough to talk again now. So, anyways, um so Kiki's at a low point cuz she feels lonely and all of a sudden her powers don't work and she can't talk to her only friend. I forgot to mention that her her best friend is a cat who she can talk to because of magic. So she but- And then
0: her her second best friend is her mother figure, Osono. Oh yeah. But like but they don't really like they're not really that close. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's a nice, it's a nice, it's a nice thing, but it's not like integral to the story. It's just a nice thing. Um, so so, anyways, she can't fly anymore. And she's like, what the fuck? That's my one thing in life. That's my one purpose. And so she freaks out. She decides to take a vacation with her lesbian friend, Ursula.
0: Who she met earlier in the movie. Uh, fixed up. Uh, there's a whole thing. But Ursula lives in the woods.
1: Ursula lives in the woods. Uh,
0: she draws crows.
1: <laughs> okay, we don't need to name every part of the movie Just the important.
0: <laughs> She's. She, I think the fact that Ursula draws crows is important.
1: It is very important. Um. So she sees Ursula, and Ursula's like, "Bitch, we the same except for art." And now I'm gonna play the clip. Um. So I've only ever watched this movie in the original Japanese version, but like obviously our listeners aren't going to understand Japanese, so I got the dub version.
0: They might. But, I mean, you know.
1: Yeah, Then all of them. But
0: but we're speaking English.
1: Yeah, gonna keep it.
0: So they're so if they're listening to the podcast, they've at least gotten this far understanding what we're saying. Hopefully. Now I can't even begin to remember how I ever managed to do it times like that, you know what I do is paint. So I get rid of my frustrations and paint like mad. Yeah, but still, if I can't fly... Then I just stop. Take long walks,
1: look at the scenery, doze off at noon. Just don't do a single thing. Then all of a sudden, I begin to paint again. Maybe that'll happen to... me, it'll happen, yeah. Hey, come on, don't ruin the pose. Okay, that's it.
0: I don't- what was that dub?
1: I know! I know! I'm sorry! It was the only one I could find at last minute's notice that wasn't Japanese and free online without downloading viruses. Um. So that's what we got.
0: But, uh, voc- like, the, the quality aside, like, the sentiment is what matters.
1: Well, yeah. Sorry you had to listen to the shitty- uh, voice acting, but that was all I could find. But like, that's not the point. That's not the point. In fact, I haven't even started talking about my thing yet. I'm just talking about the backstory behind it. So we get to this point where she can't fly and then her friend Ursula says like, then don't fucking fly. Do anything but flying. And you know what? That's where the metaphor comes in. Bitch, this, this ain't a metaphor for flying because humans don't know how to fly. This is a metaphor for... Uh, I want to say depression, but it's more than that because it can be for lots of things. It could be for like if you're in an art blog. It's really for any sort of slump that you're in where where you feel like you can't do something that makes you feel like you're worth what you are. Like Kiki, Kiki thinks that her one thing that makes her good is her flying. And when she doesn't have that, she feels like worthless, but that's not true. She's everything. She is all of her experiences. She is getting to walk outside and just look at the crows or watch her friend draw or help bake with her mom friend. She is more than flying. She is all of her experiences combined. And just getting to live makes her life worth it. And I think her getting to realize that is what gives her power back. And also us as humanity realizing that will help us out of our slumps too.
0: And also along the way Kiki realizes that that she is gay. Sure. <laughs> that's just always that's just always my been my. No, but you're you're absolutely right. Like what is so powerful about this movie is that the experience that Kiki goes through in this movie is something that is extremely relatable
1: it's universal
0: and just having the reminder to stop every now and again and actually take stock of what's in your life yes is really valuable yeah
1: like if you look at kiki's like look at kiki and pretend she isn't a witch i love the fuck out of her life her life looks so fun and so nice taking all of the witch stuff out like i would love to be her
0: no for sure absolutely i've always wanted to live in that fucking town
1: yes it's such a pretty town i love the ocean and i love the bakery and all the nice people
0: yeah and the city only has one cop like it's nice
1: (laughs) yeah um shit oh yeah and also like this can apply to lots of problems like I want to use myself an example. I've been having, like, some anger problems lately, right? And mm-hmm. as soon as I noticed them, instead of just constantly focusing on it and, uh, like, beating myself up for it and saying, why am I doing this? Instead, I decided to just, like, focus on everything but. And usually that actually helps whatever you're going through go away because the less time you focus on it, like... It usually sorts itself out somehow. That's not to say for every problem. Some problems you need to solve by do doing stuff like go vote. Um, but Like
0: go vote. Go like vote. go vote.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, just being able to like see... How do I word this? I know,
1: it's so hard to word, but it's like a feeling that we both just know. And I'm sure yeah. you listening understand this feeling too.
0: Yeah, like understanding that if something about the way that you are moving through your life isn't working then just uh not focusing on so hard on what's worrying you because because you uh oh my god i definitely had a train of thought but it was so it was so fragile (laughs) Not wearing so much, like, not focusing in on yourself, I guess. Like, just reminding yourself that you aren't just yourself, that you have a place in the world.
1: Yes. I was gonna say, usually, when you're in that mindset of like having a problem and not knowing how to fix it, I understand like that feeling that it feels like it's impossible and that you do need to mm-hmm. focus on it and that you oh, think for sure. you are the problem and obviously that means you have to change something within yourself to fix it. And sometimes that might be the case, but usually the first step of a problem is acknowledging the problem and you have no idea how far just acknowledging the pro- the problem can go to changing it. Like, within Uh ourselves. Like, as soon as you notice something about yourself subconsciously, you're already changing that about yourself. That doesn't mean you don't need to make, like, small steps every so often to change it. Like, if you're you're a mean, nasty bully, like, noticing you're a mean, nasty bully doesn't mean you're not going to be mean to anyone anymore. But, like, now that you're self-aware, you're probably going to start changing. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just, like, self-awareness and reminding yourself about like the context in which you live
1: yeah um i gu- so i guess the overall message from the metaphor is um you are not your skills you are not your activities or the things you like you're not you're not even your personality you are you are worth y- just being you
0: yeah you're you're a human doing your best.
1: Yes, and that makes you worth everything. Yeah, and that's my thing on Kiki's delivery service. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk podcast.
0: <laughs> How is TED Talk not not have an official podcast? I feel they like must, they must, right? They probably they do. gotta, yeah, they gotta. <laughs> um, hey, it's my turn now.
1: It's Mars' Thank you. turn.
0: Thank you very much, Amy, for sharing about Kiki's delivery service. You're
1: fucking welcome.
0: And now I'm going to, from an emotional heartfelt place to um, my thing, which is maybe less so.
1: <laughs> will you ever do an emotionally heartfelt thing? Or will I ever do something that is not emotionally heartfelt?
0: <laughs> well, who Who knows? Who knows? Only time will tell. <laughs> um, I want to talk about warlocks.
1: Oh, shit. Like the Dungeons and Dragons class?
0: Well, yes, like the Dungeons and Dragons class. But before I talk about warlocks, the Dungeons and Dragons class, I want to talk about warlocks more broadly and say that the sort I guess, the, like, standard definition of warlock is bullshit.
1: <laughs> what is the standard definition of warlock? It's bl-
0: I am. Here's what I'm going to do right now. Yeah. So when you Google warlock, there's a little thing, as when you Google most things nowadays, there's a little block that has some pictures and a d- little description yeah, of what yeah, it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I'm going. I'm going to read the little paragraph from Wikipedia that Google has pulled. Okay. Are you ready? No. Warlock is a male practitioner of witchcraft unlike warlock witch is an umbrella term that any practitioner, practitioner of witchcraft regardless of gender can What? What? That's an Hold on. Unlike warlock witch is an umbrella term for any practitioner of witchcraft regardless of gender. I think I missed a word there and it made the it made it seem like there should be more words. Anyway, a witch can be male or female. Because of its broad definition, a warlock is just the gender-specific world for a male witch. No, it's fucking yeah, not. Yeah, that's
1: absolute bullshit. A warlock is, like, a fucking crazy-ass wizard.
0: I really enjoy the D&D definition of warlock, uh, which is a warlock is a wizard who, instead of getting magic from studying books like a nerd, gets uh, magic from somebody. <laughs>
1: Usually a god or an evil demon.
0: Now, here's the thing. I actually want to talk about this because uh, the, uh, okay, so the way warlocks work in D&D is they have a patron. Yes. And that is specifically what I want to talk about today. Otherworldly patrons.
1: Oh, so your thing isn't warlocks as otherworldly patrons.
0: Right, but I had to walk into it you know
1: yeah you tricked me
0: i did trick like you a warlock. War- warlock the idea of just warlock as a topic feels too broad for this show um so i, I, I yeah i want to specifically dive into otherworldly patrons uh, so uh patrons are the source of a warlock's magic they are a physical alive thing that usually Just live somewhere else. (laughs) But here's the thing about it. Warlocks can... uh, 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 Patrons can be anything.
1: A dog.
0: Patrons can be a dog. If you want. It can just be a very powerful dog that lives somewhere. I know what
1: I'm going to do for my next D&D campaign.
0: (laughs) That's, That's the thing. Okay, so there are when there are um categories i of patron like in the standard D like in the official D rules that you can pick from uh the way that they work is that um when in D when you're playing a spellcaster you usually depending on who you're playing as pick from a list of spells and these are the spells that you know that you can cast yeah yeah um Uh, when you're a warlock, your patron gives you an expanded list that you can choose from that lets you cast spells that a warlock could normally not cast. Um, They also give the warlock special abilities. Uh, For example, uh, there is the very traditional one, the sort of basic one that... um, that I think Wizards of the Coasts wants you to play for your first time playing a warlock, um which is the fiend, which uh gives you a bunch uh, uh the the fiend is uh is not a specific person. the fiend is a category of demon lord Ooh. basically um so uh, a fiend. Uh, you make a pact with a fiend from a lower plane of existence, whose being a being whose aims are evil. <laughs> Again, they want war. They- when you're a warlock, they want you to be evil. But you yeah. don't have to be. You super don't have to be. Yeah. Um. Uh. And it even says the the being's aims are evil. Yours might not be. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fun. D and D is fun. D
1: D is fun.
0: Uh, so, uh, there are, it gives examples of, uh, names of fiends that you could have made this deal with. Uh, Demogorgon, Orcus, Fraz, fraz Urblu. blue
1: Tag yourself, I'm ur blue
0: Basically, demon, if you're making a pact with a fiend, it's a demon, a devil, uh, pit fiend, Balor something like that yeah. uh, and you get abilities like if you reduce a hostile creatures to zero hit points you gain temporary hit points you get you like sap health from enemies um you can uh, at sixth level you can call on the patron to re-roll dice or, or, or sorry or, or add uh, add dice to your roll Yo to get better demon, numbers.
1: give me some dice
0: C- hand over the dice dark one.
1: Okay, board game nerd.
0: Yeah, uh, you get damage resistances. You get whatever. Okay, that's the fiend. What about the undying? Oh, the undying. The uh, the undying again is a category of patron. It is not a specific person. <gasps> Death holds no sway over your patron. Those who have unlocked the secrets of everlasting life. Uh, the search of price, the call power comes at a price. Blah 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 D and D lore. Um, uh, you could fucking, you could be Vecna. You could have Vecna as your dude. Hey, you could that have,
1: sounds familiar.
0: You could have Vol. You could have the Undying Court of Aranall, hmm. which I guess is several people giving you power. Oh. And what I like about this too is that, like, you're not the only warlock out there. So other people are potentially also working for this dude.
1: So Mars, I have a question.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: So I just, I want to know why exactly do you love the concept of these patrons so much?
0: Because they can be anything. <laughs> these are just, these are just the, the default D&D high fantasy bullshit ones.
1: Oh, okay. Give me the good like, stuff. Give me the juice.
0: Here's, here's one that's a sword.
1: <laughs> I think that one was in, um, partly in Critical Role in the first campaign.
0: Probably. Uh, warlocks can just make a- sign a contract with a sword. <laughs> How about the Kraken?
1: You can make a contract with the Kraken?
0: You can make a contract with the Kraken.
1: I think that's actually one of the plot lines in uh in one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies that make. A I think contract it contract is. I think
0: it is. So here's the other reason why I'm talking about this, and I'm going to be honest. So I'm currently running a D <gasps> and D campaign. What? I know, Amy. I I this is the first time I'm telling you about it. And, uh, one of my players, my friend Liz, is playing a warlock. Um, and this, this, uh, and, 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 and Amy is also playing. They're also in the campaign. Oh
1: what up? I'm an eight foot tieflin. uh, <laughs> fucking tiefling. What's the other one? Tiefling orc. I'm an eight foot tiefling orc. That's gay. And a himbo.
0: A tief orc is, I believe what you called them. Sure. It's called the race. It's
1: got some teeth.
0: <laughs> the teeth fork. My my friend Liz is playing a warlock. Uh they uh so the the setting for the campaign is like modern day, like it's an urban fantasy type thing. Um, except like instead of it being like oh it's mostly humans but there's also a secret world of magic shit it's like nah magic and infrastructure are just sort of linked
1: urban fantasy baby
0: urban fantasy baby liz's patron we decided in character creation is just the ghost of a uh of an old reporter Whose unfinished business is solving the last case that they worked on back in, like, the 50s.
1: That's fucking rad. And you haven't even said the best part yet.
0: Oh, what's the best part?
1: Uh, That they live inside a fucking haunted typewriter.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they do live in a haunted typewriter. Um, Patrons can be anything. (laughs) I I love D&D because... You can, I mean, sure, you can absolutely play in the high fantasy, like, Tolkien-esque bullshit if you want. But I say fuck that. Yeah. You are, d is robust enough and cool enough that you can just do whatever, plop it into any setting.
1: Yeah, you can put elevators in it.
0: You can put elevators in it. I know that we got mad at you, young Griffin McElroy, earlier, but middle-aged Griffin McElroy, you're you're valid for putting elevators in your setting. I
1: never got mad. I was the true uh,
0: Oh no, I never even know I never even like thought about it as being an issue until they brought it up as a joke.
1: Yeah.
0: Of course D&D can have elevators. Why the hell not? No. They're there is so much fucking magic shit.
1: Yeah! Like, what's the point of not allowing things if you allow magic?
0: Right. Like, I'm even down to be like, like, you know, hey, let's invent some new spells. Fuck it. Oh, hell yeah. Like, D- D&D is so flexible, and, like, it's there's so many rules, and it's incredibly dense. Um... But, like, you can also, like, segment it out and, like, really just focus in on one little bit of the rules. Oh, yeah. And just not even, like, to get into it. Which is why I definitely recommend that you don't just DM for your first playing, time playing D&D, if you can help it.
1: Oh, yeah. That would be really hard.
0: Um, But, yeah. Like, wh- I think what I, what I think showcases that the most or or showcases that like a lot is like the warlock patrons like even within the standard boring patron options that they give you as defaults even then they're like it's not even a specific person it can be anybody you, you can just if you want you can just be like the celestial right
1: i want fucking god to be my patron please
0: the celestial is like you have ba- okay i have to read that you have bound yourself to an ancient empyrean don't know what that is solar chiron unicorn yeah or other and ent- even within the rule the regular ass rules of d D. they're like yeah your patron can be a unicorn whatever i don't give a shit
1: your patron can be two dogs no i said that wrong
0: Your patron can be two dogs (laughs)
1: Your patron can be two dads and a dog A patron can be a mom, a dad, another dad, another dad, and a horse That wasn't a reference to anything, by the way Don't look into it
0: (laughs) (laughs) I... I'm writing this all down. This is important. A a mom, a dad, a
1: dad, a dad, and a horse.
0: Is going to be somebody's patron in the the D&D campaign. It'll be my next one.
1: Yeah. Don't you love the concept of like having your patron just literally be your fucking family? Like we love and support you.
0: Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) A patron that is just the love and support of your family?
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Holy shit. Holy
1: shit. I got a fucking galaxy brain right now
0: that rules <laughs> that that rules so hard
1: <laughs> Mars is going crazy
0: holy shit yeah oh my god you're
1: welcome oh my god <laughs> you're really into this
0: I need to write this down
1: <laughs> don't worry it'll be in a podcast
0: oh my god okay um I was gonna like have us play a game where we made a warlock patron together but I think we just did <laughs> I mean we could make another one but that one's really good that one's
1: really good I kind of want to do another one though just to see where it takes us alright
0: okay let's try and do another one okay okay so here's how I want to play this game we're going to we're going to start by just imagining what a, a human being who could be a warlock just like inventing a warlock and then inventing a patron that would go with that warlock oh
1: okay so we're making the person first then the warlock. Yeah, yeah. Here's this how this is gonna go down. Final destination. Fox only. No items. Got it.
0: What is Fox McCloud's patron <laughs> if he was a warlock?
1: Uh, that fuck it would be the ghost.
0: It'd be the ghost of his dad, wouldn't
1: it? I was gonna say the dinosaur friend.
0: Oh my god, the dinosaur friend would be very good.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, so are- what? What if, okay, we're making a new warlock. This is a, a, a d and a regular-ass D&D setting campaign. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, we can have fun with it, whatever. I mean, shit, we could do, like, a warlock who is a baker and a patron who is,
1: like... Yeast. The,
0: like, ye- oh my god, the patron could be the, like, sourdough Mother.
1: Don't eat it. You know,
0: you know what I'm talking about? No,
1: it's a sourdough mother.
0: Uh when you're making sourdough, you have uh this um uh the the mother, which is basically this it's like the starter um that uh you feed flour to um to like feed the yeast in it. And people keep- hold on to these mothers for literal decades. Oh? Uh, and just, like, constantly hawk pieces off of it, turn that into sourdough bread, and then the mother, like, grows back.
1: Oh my god, Mars, we're getting too many good ideas! Everyone's gonna steal them!
0: <laughs> hey, if you're out there and you want to make a baker warlock whose patron is a sourdough mother- Give me money! I- I was I was just gonna say you can have that I mean you
1: can have it but also give me money just because I'd like a few dollars
0: it would be nice if you gave us money but you don't have to even a little bit (laughs) you don't even have to tell us that you're doing it it's It's fine yeah it's like
1: here you can use it by the way on another completely changing note give me money
0: Uh, shit. Okay, I have an important um,
1: question. Who the yes. fuck would be Popeye's patron?
0: Popeye. I mean, the Kraken's right there.
1: Yeah, but like he's—that's the enemy.
0: Okay, you're right. Popeye's patron is feminism.
1: Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yes. Popeye's patron is his mom.
0: Oh my god, pa- Popeye's no, patron his is wife. his mom. It's his It's his
1: wife. It's his wife. <laughs>
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> Every smoothie so,
0: gets So so fucking our Popeye and is her name Olive?
1: Yeah, it's Olive. Actually no, I olive. take it back. I take it back. Olive oil. His, her name is Olive his oil. His patron has to be something that comes from spinach because when he eats spinach he gets his power.
0: You're right. You're right. So it you're has right. To be like you're a right. a spinach deity. Whew. He get his patron uh is the uh the local uh the local community spinach farm (laughs) that is run by women
1: okay i support this uh shadow the hedgehog who is this patron
0: okay shadow the hedgehog's patron
1: eggman did make them
0: shadows shadows patreon patreon
1: (laughs) (laughs) subscribe to my patreon Chaos control.
0: <laughs> Subs- subscribe to my damn fourth Patreon.
1: My fifth alternate Patreon. The fifth tier <sighs> bonus you get a uh, a picture of my dick.
0: <laughs> Every month I will send you a discreet picture of my dick.
1: The 10th dollar tier gets you a picture of Eggman's dick. <sighs> okay. I dug this hole. I'm not going to lie in it. I'm crawling out. Let me out.
0: You're crawling out of the Give hole. Give me
1: a hand. Let me out.
0: Get back in the Shadow and Eggman dick yeah! hole.
1: Um, Since you played a game with your thing, let's play a game with, with my thing. Sha- if you... Shadow's
0: patron is his dick.
1: No, I'm not. Nope, we're not talking about this anymore. Um. <sighs> so here's my game. Um. Okay. So if you... If you were a wizard, witch, warlock, but you only had one power like Kiki, what would it be? What would your one power be?
0: Ah, uh, hmm. I feel like I feel like my honest answer would be I would use my magic to clean and organize stuff because I because I as a human being am not very good at that.
1: No, I for sure feel that.
0: But if I could use magic, if I could just wave my hands around a fucking Merlin and Sword in the Stone, just zoop all of my fucking shit into place.
1: Yeah. That, like That'd be dope. That's ex- That's an extremely good answer. I feel like. My answer would be, okay, I feel like just because I love my cat so much, I would really want to be able to talk to animals, just so I can tell her how much I love her. That's,
0: yeah, that's a real good and one. I know
1: that she understands me.
0: Oh, uh, but, actually, Kiki already knows how to talk to an animal.
1: That's true. So, would that just be a plus?
0: <laughs> I think that's just about, I think if you have kinship with an animal, the magic that you share lets you, like, talk.
1: Okay. In that case... It would be to magically give myself energy and motivation when I don't have it.
0: Oh, like a like a magical 5-hour energy?
1: Yeah, but like it doesn't give you a hangover.
0: <laughs> sure. I think that's the the appeal of magic is that it doesn't give you a hangover. Yeah. What if you what if magic gave you a hangover?
1: Ooh. That See, that's another cool idea, Mars. We got to stop.
0: What if every time you used magic, it, like, like you got a little drunker?
1: Oh, my God. Damn it. Now I want to do that with a character.
0: Your patron is a, a fucking beer mascot or your, whatever.
1: Your patron is fucking Red Bull gives you wings and it lets you fly.
0: Your patron is a Jaeger bomb, yeah.
1: Oh, my God. That reminds me. <laughs> I just have to say, when I was a kid, I thought Red Bull was an alcohol uh simply because in the commercials they drank it and then they died and flew away as angels so i thought the alcohol would kill you because it's alcohol
0: <laughs> You know what? I get it.
1: Like nobody says it. like hey, it gives you wings because it gives you energy. Nobody says um it doesn't kill you. <laughs> so Red Bull, i'm on to you.
0: I would love for Red Bull's new slogan to be it doesn't kill you.
1: <laughs> we promise
0: none of the commercials are any different it's just at the end it's just like red bull it doesn't kill you
1: question mark
0: that yeah it, they would have to put the question mark or else it might be false advertising yeah
1: because what if it does kill you
0: it might i think if you drink i think if you drink enough red bull you probably will die well
1: one time i did find uh a completely Unopened Red Bull in a park when I was like seven, and I threw it on the ground and it exploded all over me. So there was like a five percent chance I could have died. Yeah, I could have drowned in it.
0: Do you know that I've never in my life had a Red Bull?
1: I've had a sip after I wiped the that Red Bull off of my arms and licked it.
0: That was your one time having Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And I was
1: like, hmm, tastes good, but mm, I don't want to die. So
0: I, you know. <laughs> Now that it, now that I think now that I've said it out loud, I think it makes sense that neither of us have sought out Red Bull.
1: <laughs> I think it would be very dangerous. I think any energy drink would be dangerous.
0: Oh yeah, I don't even think I've ever had an energy drink.
1: I've had Monster, but like as a baby. As a middle schooler trying to be cool, you know?
0: Well, yeah. Well, in middle school or or in, like, high school, we had a vending machine that had energy drinks in it. Jesus Christ. It it didn't have soda, but it did have energy drinks.
1: Energy drinks are dangerous. We're getting so far off topic.
0: This week on Enchanting Aspects, we're talking about the dangers of energy drinks.
1: In case that's what you came here for you before you open this podcast you're like man i really wish i had someone to tell me how dangerous energy drinks were well we've got you covered
0: it's only somebody if only somebody would clarify about energy drinks i can't
1: google it
0: (laughs) i've heard so many things over the last several years
1: yeah and i don't want to look up sources or facts let me just listen to someone on a podcast who's never drinking an energy drink say yeah
0: we're definitely experts thanks for listening to enchanting aspects follow us on Twitter at shadow the Hedgehog's dick no. no that's no wait no that's not it it's at enchanting pod
1: <laughs> thanks for listening to enchanting aspects leave us a rating on iTunes we'll read it on the podcast um
0: if if amy cu- if Amy cuts out any of my references to Shadow the Hedgehog's dick oh. I will <laughs> I will, you know, I will stop doing you know, the podcast. Mars, it
1: might just be a Patreon exclusive.
0: <laughs> We're allowed to talk about Shadow the Hedgehog, okay? And but I there's am a limit, si- and I'm how many and times? And I'm sick can... of, I'm sick of this censorship. There's a
1: limited amount of times you can say Shadow the Hedgehog in the word "dick" in the same phrase. There's a limit on the podcast law. They arrest you once you say it more than three times. And we've gone way over that limit. So sorry, I need to save the podcast.
0: If, if, If talking about Shadow the Hedgehog and his dick is illegal, then I guess I'm going to jail.
1: Uh, follow, Thank you
0: for listening. Follow us on on Twitter. Or,
1: uh, it's at Enchanting Pod. Uh, if you want to tell us about what magical power you would have or what kind of patron you would have, Ooh, if yeah. you're a warlock, uh, feel free to tell us on our Twitter. Believe in yourself. Love yourself. <laughs> I'm just gonna say yep. that every time because it's written there.
0: It's written there. It's
1: written there. <laughs> so it is law. Um, That's
0: law. That's the law. You wrote it. Like a month and a half ago. Oh,
1: more than that, like three months ago. More
0: than three months ago, and now we're sticking to it. Future us has to deal.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.
0: Bye. bye. It's the end of the podcast now. Get out of here. Out of Go here. Go
1: on. Get. Go on. Get. Get out of here.
0: Don't you darken my doorway ever again
1: this is the podcast outro the second one because i guess i'm just gonna keep on singing along thank you for listening and make sure to subscribe to shadow the hedgehog's patreon for a picture of his